Hey everybody, welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network, starting out of the UK. So, McDonald resignation soon to be plant sabotage of labor conference. So this guy, Andy McDonald, left the front bench after being asked to argue a 15 pound per hour minimum wage. So the resignation of Andy appears to be a planned sabotage of the Labor Party conference. This is from Evening Standard. So Mr. McDonald, who is a shadow employment secretary until Monday, quit during Sir Kaim Starmer's first in-person party conference leader, claiming he was told by leaders to argue against a 15-pound minimum wage and bringing statutory sick pay up to the same level as living wage. The current Labor Party policy as part of the New Deal for Workers argues immediate minimum wage increase under a Labor government to 15 pounds per hour and was launched earlier in the conference. So in a letter to Sir Kyer, the former front bench making argument was something I could not do, he said. Speaking on BBC Scotland, Good Morning Scotland program, uh, he said, that looks as like this might be a planned sabotage of the conference rather than being about the, the principle. This is a policy, don't forget that, Andy McDonald and the Shadow Cabinet wrote he put through Shadow Cabinet and he was launched as much acclaim the conference had 48 hours before he resigned. This was from BBC Scotland Good Morning Programs, Shadow Scottish Secretary Ian Murray. All right. So some people telling a, basically a, a talking head to argue against a 15-pound minimum wage and I guess raising up, what was it, disability or unemployment up until like that same range or how much they were getting paid. All right, so more news out of the UK. Fuel panic buying in the UK. I don't like this. I hope it doesn't come over here. Pool of army truck drivers ready to fill the supply chain. A pool of British army tanker drivers on standby deployed if required to deliver fuel, the UK government announced Monday following a chain supply pressure, which has left many gasoline stations empty or rationing the little supply left. The government added that the army drivers would receive special training while Business Secretary Kwasa Kwarteng insists that the UK has strong supplies of fuel. Britain's patrol retold associated that two-thirds of gas stations run out of fuel on Sunday because of panic buying. Panic buying was exasperated by supply crisis triggered by a post-Brexit shortage of truck drivers who would normally fill uh, fuel deliver fuel to the pumps oh whoops <laughs> there's your break really wow on monday for the first fourth excuse me day running cars lined up at gas stations at major cities the situation emerged just a few days after prime minister boris johnson government spent millions of pounds over a food shortage due to a spike in the gas prices and byproducts the country's officials repeatedly asked people to refrain from panic buying johnson's spokesperson said monday government was not complacent and vowed to take necessary steps to help deliver fuel to petrol stations. What we're doing as a responsible government is taking the preparatory steps should anyway no further measure be taken. The truck driver shortage, which occurred as a result of the pandemic and aging workforce and exodus of foreign workers and unfavorable work conditions, led to a un- series of unfortunate outcomes, unseen outcomes, excuse me, following Burton's departure from the EU last year. I mean, a lot of that stuff's going on all over the place. The government said it would issue 5,000 three-month visas for truck drivers starting in October and another 5,500 for poultry workers. But that falls short of the number needed, according to uh, Confederation of British Industry. Representatives of European truckers are also skeptical that drivers who want to come to UK on visas that would expire on December 24th. I mean, yeah, come on over and then bye. Literally, what was it, like three months, 
Okay. This is out of the U.S., L.A. Two charged in defrauding airlines, $550,000 in false luggage claim scheme. So two men from Louisiana in the U.S. have been charged with defrauding airlines out of $555,000 by filing dozens of false last baggage claims. <laughs> I mean, at what point, dude? At what point, guys? Come on. These two men, Pernell Anthony Jones and Dominic Martin, are accused of running the scam on several airlines following 180 flights and out of, in and out of Louis Armstrong International Airport in New Orleans. New Orleans, the same airport, guys. Despite never traveling with checked bags. <laughs> He's even more stupid. Come on. Jones would charge in two, uh, two count bill information with conspiracy to commit mail fraud. The statement read, adding that if he were to be convicted, he faced a minimum term of 20 years in prison as to each count and a fine of $250,000 or the greater of twice the gross fame to the defendant or twice the gross loss of the offense. Damn, that's pretty vicious. He also faces a term of supervised release up to three years as to count and $200 mandatory special assessment fee. The other culprit, Martin, was charged with one count of conspiracy to commit fraud. The 29-year-old faces a maximum of five years in prison and the same $250,000 fine to each count. Martin also faces up to three years, supervised release, $100 mandatory special assessment fee. Whoa, the airlines paid over $300,000 in fraudulent claims. Martin Hever was charged for his role in scam, which involved an airport in January 2020, under a fictitious identity and falsely telling American owners that his bag had been lost in flight. News out of California, Earth monitoring, monitoring Landsat 9 satellite launches in California. The latest in a series of U.S. satellites that has recorded human and natural impacts on Earth's service for decades was launched into orbit from California on Monday to ensure continued observation of the era of climate change. Landsat 9 was carried into space, the United Launch Alliance Atlas V rocket, and lifted from foggy Vandenberg Space Force Base. Vandenberg Space Force Base, that's a mouthful. I didn't know they have that Space Force bases already. Uh, the satellites have been separated from the rocket's upper stage more than an hour later. Project of NASA and the U.S. Geological Survey Landsat 9 will work in tandem with predecessor Landsat 8 to extend its nearly 50-year record of coastal region observation that began with the launch of the first Landsat in 1972. Okay. The Taliban vowed no revenge. One Afghan fail. Lee tells a different story. It's out of Reuters, Asia Pacific. So, when the Taliban won't, uh, won back control of eastern Afghanistan province, Nagan, sorry, Nangahar, last month they set to settle out score with an old foe. They searched out a prominent local politician, uh, Ajmal Omar, who had helped drive militants out of the district a year earlier and tried to dissuade young Afghans from joining them. Taliban members detonated explosive as ancestral home. Jeez. They looted gold and cars and detained whip. Detained and whipped several of his relatives tried to establish his whereabouts. The events were recounted by two relatives who said they were targeted in reprisals. Ten local officials residents who witnessed or were familiar with the incident and a former Afghan intelligence official. Images from the source, which his router could not independently verify, showed a badly damaged property and family members with injuries they said were from Taliban beatings. Omar has gone into hiding. He declined comment for the story citing security concerns. Oh, so they know where Omar is. They know where he is. Ruder knows where he is. Soon after the Taliban seized power on August 15th, the Islamist movement sought to reassure the international community and its former opponents by saying there were no reprisals. Well, it's war and they're pissed off. 
They probably lost some people. They're looking for revenge. Let's be real here. Okay. U.S. Marine who saw accountability from military leaders over its Afghanistan withdrawal is jailed. Um, let's see. The U.S. Marine dismissed from command and criticizing senior military leadership. The handling U.S. troop uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan is in the brig, according to reports. Okay, so this is from the parents. All our son did was ask questions that everybody was asking themselves, but we're too scared, uh, too scared to speak out loud. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheffler's father, Stu Scheffler Sr., he was asking for accountability. In fact, I think there was even an apology that we made mistakes, but he couldn't do that. This is mind-blowing. Scheffler's first published video on his personal Facebook account on August 26th, Chris, I Afghanistan so withdrawal, which blue drop was. Yeah, so he's in the military. He's working for the military, which is the government. While he's employed with them, he's asking for him to make, him to make concessions. I mean, it's a bad idea with the military, right? I'm not saying we can take back what has been done. Last words, accountability for people to comment on what I said and to say yes, the mistakes were made and had to be done. I'd go back and rank and file, submit it, and accomplish what I wanted. Shell's initial visit was posted on the same day that 13 Jewish troops and more than 100 Afghanis were killed in the outside attack at the International Airport. The terrorist group ISISK, ISIS K, and ISIS affiliate claimed responsibility for that attack. They had a gag order on him and asked him not to speak. He did, and they jailed him. Uh, they do not know what to do with him. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason Sinclair. Take care, and I hope everybody's doing well. Bye.